0: previously on my best friend's journal oh happy father's day (laughs) i love father's day it's my favorite holiday (laughs) yeah we have that in common i was outed by my dad's best friend he printed off my entire journal had my dad out to lunch and handed it to him throughout all this my dad was like i'm not telling your mother until tomorrow because she's been so looking forward to the premiere of your musical
1: Very strange situation. My parents were not separated or divorced, but my dad was living and working in Delaware. My dad had, like, built a wall out of cardboard and covered it with a tarp, and there was a whole little, uh, green room. And by green room, I mean he was growing pot. He had cash in his freezer at the same time. <laughs> cash in his freezer. He this is a white-collar dude. It was the very tip of the iceberg of the dishonesty that I would soon come to find from him. Dad got a job! Exclamation point. Hmm. You... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get work when you're running from the fuzz. But
0: um, I... Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts let aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's Someone's favorite Favorite Podcast. podcast. Yes. And? The world's greatest podcast. Bigger cap. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hello, Michael. Hello. Cameron. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you very much. It's so nice to see your shining face on this new episode of My Best Friend's Journal. Is it shiny? Do I need like an oil blotter? Well, you obviously haven't showered yet this morning. How dare you?
1: You're right, but I'm offended that you
0: pointed it out. <laughs> I've spent enough time with you. I know what those flyaways mean. I did brush my hair, so now you're just being rude. I, <laughs> I just
1: figured I'm going to get sweaty in this little <laughs> podcast box that I've made, so I might as well wait until
0: <laughs> afterward, you know? I can't open a door, huh? Just trying to block out as much extraneous noise as possible. How has it been living in a uh, building full of people? Has it been uh, very noisy, or like, do you have noisy neighbors? <laughs> hmm. Leading, leading the witness. Um, <laughs>
1: Objection, your honor. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, you should ask. I um, haven't had any issues for the first three weeks I've been here, and this morning at six a.m. till now, which has been about seven hours, um, two dogs have been going insane, like absolutely nuts. And I have no idea what's happening. I finally called. I didn't want to be like the asshole new tenant who calls about dogs barking, but at the seven hour mark, I was like, I can't do it anymore.
0: I cannot believe that you think that that makes you the asshole. You're wrong. I was told the
1: problem will be fixed. I don't know if that means they're going to throw the dogs out the window a la. um,
0: (laughs) A la. Rent? Yeah, her Akita (laughs) Avita. Um, I'm sorry that you're dealing with loud neighbors, uh, I feel like you should leave an angry note on the door, or maybe a nice note for the first occurrence, and then let them become angrier and angrier, but we don't stand for this. I have, like, a free month subscription on Netflix that I thought about, like, leaving in an
1: envelope saying, hi, I'm your downstairs neighbor, and sometimes I record, just wondering what your schedule is like, because I haven't noticed your dog's barking until the seven hours today, so (laughs) I'll work around you, just, like, let me know how it's gonna go. No, 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 no.
0: That is the most passive-aggressive thing in the world, to leave a gift (laughs) (laughs) say here's a peace offering but i'm annoyed as fuck there's worse gifts i could leave like a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> a piece of human shit on their door <laughs> uh, i baked you this pie <laughs> i'll love the help i'll love the help uh when we first moved into our loft downtown los angeles uh we had our two dogs and we didn't know they were very quiet while we were home but we didn't know that our big girl eleanor was protecting the house when we were gone and barking up a storm and pissing off the neighbors. Had no idea until we got a call from management that said, hey, we got a complaint. You need to do something about that. We're like, okay, Uh, hate that there was a complaint. It's like not a great feeling. However, if we didn't know, we couldn't have fixed it. So um, I think you just gotta, you gotta be the squeaky wheel in that case because you can't live with that. Also, seven hours, that was early, early on a Saturday morning.
1: I know, I'm still new and I just don't wanna be annoying. I've been here like three weeks and the front desk staff is awesome they're so cool and they've been so helpful so i just didn't want to like be complaining but anyway that said when i finally did call they were like oh yeah sorry no problem we'll give them a call and see what's up and they did and they called me right back i didn't ask for a call back but i got one anyway they told me what was up and how
0: they were fixing the problem so all's well that ends well great did it make you crack a fat what <laughs> I, um I pulled, I pulled out this book on the, so we're staying in this Airbnb. Um, and I, I pulled this book off the bookshelf this morning while I was waiting for you to sound check. And, uh, it's this huge tome of a book and it's called, you say a tome, a tome is like a, like a, a huge, lengthy, hefty volume of a book. Hold on one second. A book, especially a large, heavy, scholarly one, a weighty tome. (laughs) Um so anyway, it's called A Guide to Getting It On and it's just this huge like very dense encyclopedic book about all things sex related. Oh, fun. I uh I just decided I would see if there were any words I didn't know and there's a bunch, but one of my favorites was uh I'm opened up to one of the C pages and the term crack a fat, which is Australian term for having an erection. So I guess it's like a uh, huh. Like pop popping a boner popping a chub you know cracking a fat Not crack
1: that buddy, daddy, I want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that. It's just a, like two entries above cream pie, which is much more vulgar and really, truly disturbing to read. So I'll, I will I can...
1: Cream pie is, is very self-explanatory. Like, what would you imagine a cream pie is? And it's that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's semen leaking out of an orifice. Yeah, that's exactly... You said it much more succinctly than this book did. It's very... Uh, it's like a five-line definition. <laughs> Who needs five lines for that? Can you read it? If I must cream pie a vagina with male ejaculate dripping out of it a wet deck porn speak for when a man comes inside a woman's vagina or rectum and viewers see a close-up of ejaculate oozing out of whatever orifice it was shot into as reassurance that the actor truly ejaculated into it reassurance uh different from the standard quote money shot where he pulls out and shoots his wad on her body this book
1: is not uh homo-friendly because I have seen many a cream pie, and none of them have been in
0: vaginas. Uh, yeah, it's a, there's one chapter on same-sex sex in this huge tome. Um, however, this book has been apparently translated into Brazilian, Chinese, Croatian, Czech, German, Hebrew, Hungarian, Italian, Korean, Norwegian, Norwegian, Polish, Russian, Serbian, Slovenian, and Turkish. So, God bless. Well, you speak Turkish. Can you read it to me in Turkish? <laughs>
1: I'll have to get the Turkish edition. Before we get away from your sex book, can I tell you that I was walking around the city yesterday because a friend of mine was playing in some chamber music. She was playing violin in a in like a cute little street and it was so lovely and it gave me a, a excuse to explore Philly a little bit and I just stumbled upon a gay bookshop i think it was called giovanni's room i'm assuming named after uh james baldwin's book yeah it's associated with philly aids thrift which is a thrift shop that donates all their money to hiv aids research
0: i believe don't
1: quote me um
0: but anyway so (laughs) well we are going to quote you because this is actually literally being recorded (laughs) being quoted in perpetuity Quick
1: clarification from the Philly AIDS Thrift website, they donate their proceeds to local organizations involved in the fight against HIV AIDS. And it's also worth noting, founded in 1973, Giovanni's Room is the oldest LGBTQ and feminist bookstore in the country. Anyway, I went inside. It was super cute. There was a really helpful guy um, telling me about some of his favorite books. There was lots of fun stuff on display. There's a full like erotic section upstairs. And I bought a little book that was a collection of queer essays from local philly artists and i'm so
0: excited about it oh look at you that's very arty of you very arty and queer so arty so queer um but i'm excited to read i did you go upstairs into the erotic section and jerk off on the floor
1: (laughs) no i was with a good friend of mine (laughs) and so she would have been pretty offended if i jerked off on the floor
0: (laughs) all right not that kind of bookshop then
1: yeah i felt like it wouldn't have been you know what it might have been that kind of bookshop there was like old school antique porn um like gigantic dildos and stuff but only in the upstairs room like the rest of it seemed very family friendly so who knows but
0: no like video booths. no video
1: booths but that's why okay. they need all me right. doing a live show
0: <laughs> you know what i haven't looking for some work i should go see if they need that oh my god what if you got hired to do a peep show <laughs> great i'd do it like an an old-timey peep show people can pay to like like just peer through a little hole while you jerk off in a room i just like paint myself sepia (laughs) Uh uh-huh exactly just throw up some yellow saran wrap that they have to look through so everything just looks a little old also
1: it'll be a nice (laughs) little barrier for them you know um (laughs) uh was that your gayest moment shopping for gay lit it's my second gayest moment because i have something much more offensive are you ready of course
0: gay 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 gay
1: This week, I was part of a virtual audience for America's Funniest Home Videos because... Covid, everything is virtual yikes. yeah honestly yikes is right
0: okay um, i cannot believe that show is still on i
1: know it's hosted by alfonso roberto uh you may know as carlton from fresh prince of bel-air really yeah he's like honestly a perfect yikes
0: how the mighty have fallen
1: you know what i'm like that's this is a great gig for him he's like such a host it really um, good for him you know fuck i would do it
0: how often is he forced to do that fucking dance not often enough that i got to see it but okay i was hoping for it oh, well <laughs>
1: It was honestly pretty tedious, but I only did it because I saw it advertised on backstage, and there were prizes involved, like raffle prizes. So you weren't paid, but I I figured I'm often like pretty lucky with those kind of things, and I was. I hundred bucks, so I was okay with it. Um, Great. Yeah. Anyway, I realized when I got online with the producers from ABC that when I registered my Zoom name, um, I made a bad mistake because I didn't realize that I was like permanently putting my name in there. You can change your name. <laughs>
0: Once you're in a meeting?
1: Yeah, once you're in a meeting, you can change it, but, like, it pops up first as your registered name. <laughs> oh, no. And the first time I Zoomed was with a bunch of my college friends, and we were being idiots, and I thought I'd be really fucking funny. And I made my name Skin <laughs> Pro. for Skin Pro. <laughs> for Skin Pro. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was clear the first time you said it, but that's fine.
1: I, uh. Uh, I was funny for, like... One minute, and now I have to, like, live with this till the end of my days, I suppose, because I don't know how to, un- like... Or
0: you could fucking Google it and figure it out. It's definitely not permanent. I love, 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 love this, like, grandma tendency to be like, well, it's unfixable. There's definitely no solution. I'm going to live with it until I die. It is
1: unfixable. <laughs> anyway, I-, I switched it pretty quick when I signed on, but there's no way some of the ABC producers did not see that. Yeah, because if you have alerts on, it's like, Foreskin Pro has entered the room. <laughs> <laughs> Also, misleading of me, I am absolutely not a foreskin pro. I'm like, I'm a foreskin lover. Lover. Yeah, Um, I love foreskin. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I'm like particularly good at it. I don't know. We love foreskin. Yes, we do. We love foreskin. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I do too. (laughs) I love foreskin. Yes, that's true.
0: (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right, friend, it's your turn. What is your gayest moment of the week? Uh, My gayest moment was... um, I had a, like, midnight dance party in the kitchen with a couple girlfriends uh, this past week. Uh, and we couldn't... I mean, we couldn't go out to the clubs, obviously. That's not a thing we can do in the world as it is right now. The club. Um, so we put on some of our favorite like mid-2000s club jams and specifically gay club jams and we we had had some drinks obviously um but we danced so hard uh the next day one of my friends fitbit said that it tracked 45 minutes of hard cardio the (laughs) night before (laughs) and another friend uh pulled a muscle in her neck from hair flipping too hard so it was (laughs) that's the risk you take dancing uh at such high cardio levels um i yeah we it was just it was super gay it was me and just like some of my best judys and we were just just dancing hard and flipping our hair and getting down we were on the floor i mean we were like dancing around the kitchen table it was like it was bonkers like the kind of free dancing you can only do with your dearest friends. You know what I mean? Uh, And it was so fun. I can't like,
1: uh, that's hard for me to imagine. Actually. I don't know how to, I can like get into it on a dance floor in a club with a lot of strangers who are like going nuts and you're a little drunk and it's great. But like, I can't imagine having joy in a a self-made dance party with a
0: couple of my girls. What if you had had an entire bottle of champagne already plus cocktails and then turned down the lights and someone turned on like toxic by britney spears or like get low um yeah okay i can see it a little bit toxic yeah
1: get low absolutely not oh
0: my god i, <laughs> I was in college during the prime like i was going to my very first dance clubs during like prime get low years like we're talking like 2006 2007 we're
1: talking high school prom for me so that may, that, that association is different
0: <laughs> high school prom <laughs> yeah no thank you
1: <laughs> i used to get down so funny that i hate dancing so much because like obviously i was one of those like Dancing faggots on the floor when none of the girls' straight boyfriends would join them. Hundred percent. Although you know what, the straight boys did dance. Prom was like a special moment. Everyone would do it. I don't know why.
0: It's so strange to think back to like having a good time dancing while stone cold sober. I don't dance sober. Like that is not a thing. Like never, ever, ever would I think like, oh, I'm gonna get on a dance floor. Even if I go to a wedding where it's a really good vibe and the dance floor is full, I'm like, I need to chug a few beers before I'm gonna get my ass out there. It's just not gonna happen. I feel the exact same way. But that that's us because like there are. Sober folks who love to party. That's true. And I'm sure there's a bunch of sober folks that still love to go dancing. Um, But that is that's just not how my it doesn't even sound fun to me. I feel awkward in my body until I'm like a little altered. Yeah, you and I both we need that social lubricant where I'm
1: sure there's people who just like love to dance for the sake of dancing.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly true. There's plenty of people that just love to dance around and don't need a, a drop. My ideal is like five milligrams of THC plus like two cocktails and I'm just like happy as a clam
1: uh, yeah perfect blend
0: <laughs> yeah it's my it's my judy garland <laughs> um all right michael is it time to get into the journal michael you're you're michael you're, Mikhail, you're mikey you're mike you've got all kinds of names you're bussy breath
1: bussy breath is what i usually answer <laughs> my mom calls me that not a lot of people that aren't as close to me <laughs> um.
0: hi bussy breath <laughs> how you doing <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm going to need her to leave you a voicemail w- calling you Bussy Breath so we can play it on this here podcast. Maybe
1: for Christmas. That'll be a special treat. <laughs> Maybe
0: for Christmas. Oh, God. I can't can't think of a better gift. Um, All right, Bussy Breath, can we get into your journal? Sure can. Let's do it. for you, tomorrow for me, today for you, tomorrow for me. We are. In April of 2015, can you remind us what happened on April 15th, 2015, where we last left off?
1: Um, I left the ship. That contract is over. I ghosted the ship, in fact, that said goodbye to no one,
0: and I cried on the Greyhound home. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> saying it like that is so bleak. <laughs> so, so sad. <laughs> but I cried on the Greyhound home. Okay. On April 16th, 2015, slept 16 hours grocery shopped and made orzo squash casserole and carrot cake for mom dad and webo and irene who the hell's irene
1: oh i forgot she was there she's my like aunt in the way that parents friends your aunts you okay. know sure um she lives in saudi arabia and i would like to visit her before i mean i guess i can't really now. saudi arabia is like not a not a great place to go
0: oh she's the one that lives in saudi arabia yeah i mean it would yeah. be lovely to visit someone there but um i Yeah, we've talked about this before. Paying tourism dollars into a regime that is grossly homophobic, it feels very irresponsible. Um,
1: But back in the journal, I was uh, going ham on the cooking. Ironically, um, because this is my first time with a kitchen with being able to purchase my own ingredients while being vegan. And I was like, there are so many things I can make. So I was going (laughs) nuts.
0: I did that. um, I came back to visit from Korea the first time and I couldn't sleep for like a month because I was laying in bed dreaming of recipes I was going to make. I just... I was craving so badly. I'd been home away from home for the better part of a year and um, just kind of grocery shopping. It it wasn't dietary restrictions, but it was just like a lot of food that I didn't really know how to prepare. Mm -hmm. Um, There's there is produce and, and milk and cheese and things that I was eating that like no, no problem. But I just I was not much of a cook and you absolutely can't shop for a typical western recipe in a korean grocery store it's just not that easy to do especially when you don't know the korean words for everything and so i just could not wait to go home and like go to my favorite restaurants and make my favorite stuff i had like a trader Mm -hmm. joe's shopping list that was as long as my arm i could not wait um (laughs) never
1: has trader joe's seemed so amazing until you're away from Uh uh-huh uh accessible groceries for a long time yeah
0: for sure and also like as a young person like early 20s wasn't a great cook didn't really know my way around the kitchen that much Trader Joe's is so good for that because they have so many things that are just really easy like that looks delicious it's easy to prepare throw in the cart you know marinated meats and frozen food and all the kind of stuff that's just a real low barrier to entry to eat well
1: that's true it's a good like it's a good starter grocery store Mm -hmm. I
0: think if you're just learning how to like figure out your kitchen yeah for sure um, to finish up April 16th, you said you love being home. You got an offer from a theater for a kid show starting in May.
1: Oh, this is the same theater that I was obsessed with that. I did hands on a hard body and I was supposed to go back to this summer to oh, do yeah. a Vita okay. theater that I love. Yeah. Um, it, literally, the day I got home, I got a call from, uh, one of the directors. She was like, Hey, you want to do this show? I was like, you couldn't have called me at a better time. Would love to really nice to not have to like wait for work in between, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, April seventeenth, uh, Mike. Yes, it's a doozy. <laughs> Lay um, it on
1: me. I've got a, I've got a, an inkling of what you might be referring to, but go ahead.
0: Oh my god. Okay. Um. Okay. I honestly just got chills reading this because it's just and I like a I feel like a very formative day in your life and um I feel it's very intimate to read these words. April 17th, 2015, woke up to police slash detectives in my house with a search warrant for dad accused of stealing 200 grand from old employer. I also heard one say, I'm not going to report the marijuana. I thought they were here because of Delaware. Mom's a wreck.
1: All right, here we are, folks. Uh, (laughs) We we promised and only 62 episodes later. (laughs)
0: So, let's start at the beginning. Um, Woke up to police detectives in my house.
1: Okay. Um, I, like you said, the day earlier, I slept 16 hours. I'm -hmm. I'm home from a job, so I'm sleeping in. Day
0: two, back in the States, back to your childhood home, back to real life.
1: Yeah. So, I am sleeping in... My brother's old room. Side note, I don't have a room in this house anymore because Weibo's in it. My old room is oh. Weebo took over. My my mom's mom. We all know Weebo. Um, she lives so, in your old room. That's funny. Yeah. It was like just the best location for, for an old lady, which is also why I had it when I was younger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Almost just spit my coffee on the microphone. Uh, yeah. You <laughs> You've you always been a little bit of an old lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> so...
1: I literally woke up to them in my room. One of the cops said, uh, put a shirt on and come out here. Were there other people home? Weebo. It was just me and Weebo. Oh God. Um so I literally wake up, it was probably like eleven, it wasn't they didn't come like at an unreasonable time. Um and They were in the house. I didn't hear them knock. I didn't hear them ring. I am a heavy sleeper. Did Weebo let them in? No, Weebo was asleep in her room. She also has a crazy sleep schedule.
0: Um, (laughs) So, oh, because they had a warrant they could just enter the house.
1: Yeah, they just entered the house. And I don't know how. That is
0: so shocking.
1: I do know ways to like, everyone knows how to get into their family home without a key or without, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. The ways. But like, I don't know if the front door was just open or what. I did not hear anything. Not a ring. Nothing. Um, So it was really fucking jarring to see two fully uniformed cops in my bedroom uh, with guns dare the first I say I saw,
0: traumatizing like that's more than yeah. jarring that's that's something that stays with you
1: um and can I for just one second point out my white privilege I was not killed <laughs>
0: two cops were in my yeah. house
1: with guns and I am alive to tell the story yeah which is not true for Breonna Taylor so we'll just leave that there there's more white privilege to come and I'll explain that in just a second
0: wait were um, the were their guns drawn no no okay. no no, no.
1: Yeah, I guess I made it sound like that. They were just visible. Like I open my eyes and because of where I'm lying in the bed and where they're standing, the first thing I see is a gun and then I see a cop. Yeah,
0: you know? for sure. No, I, and I always feel that way when I see a cop. Like the first thing I like zoom in on is a gun. I'm like, oh, that's that's uh, made for killing people just right there in front of me. It's always shocking to see a handgun no matter what.
1: So he tells me to get some clothes on and come out and talk to them. And I'm like shaking. It, it is so it would have been jarring if I answered the door to cops you know what I mean? Like outside. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um. OK, so I get up and I'm start talking to them and they're asking me for my dad's records. They're like, where does he keep his files? Do you have a safe? Where are all of his documents? And I was like, I have no fucking idea up until I just got back here two days ago from a contract. My dad hasn't lived here for 15 years. So he has been living there now for the last I don't know, most of that last contract I was on. He was living back at home with my mom. OK, Um. <laughs> for reasons we'll get into soon. Um, But he had left Delaware. Uh, He had left where he was living. He had uh, been fired from that job. Um, I talked to my mom today, actually, and we were talking about this, and she said from the second he got home, he was lying to her. He said he got fired from that job because the boss's son had taken over, and the boss's son just never liked him. So when the boss's son took over, he just got rid of him for a bullshit excuse. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like... Okay, she was just trusting. She's like, sure, I just want to help. Like, come, you know what? It's a sign to sign. Come back home. Come back to New York. The kids are all out of the house. Like, let's just, you can get a lesser paying job even. Everyone's out of college. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she just like took it for, she took him out his word because it's her husband. Uh-huh. Um, back to the cops. They're asking me for um, all of his paperwork. I did not know what to tell them. He's not been here. So I wouldn't even begin to know like, sure. the life he has set up. Uh, then they start searching through the house. They're tearing up. Uh, they're going through like all the wardrobes and dressers and drawers and closets, like just pulling out all of our shit. Was it like stuff Um, from the movies?
0: They're just dumping stuff on the floor.
1: No, they were, uh, honestly pretty respectful. Okay. Um, which is, uh, I am grateful for in hindsight. Yeah.
0: It's, I'm sure that's not always the case, but you can be grateful for the fact that they, they, like the small graces of that indignity.
1: Yeah. They, um, like they were, they pulled stuff out, but they weren't like tossing stuff they weren't uh-huh. and they put it back when they were done they weren't leaving a mess for me yeah <laughs> just remembered this i like totally forgot they actually did tear up my uh, parents bedroom mm. um, because i remember specifically cleaning that back up myself because i was like my mom's gonna have a heart attack if she comes home and sees this uh-huh. and i was like she, it, it'll be enough to know what happened she doesn't need to see this right um, yeah so they did do that um obviously the first thing i did was call my dad they were like Can you get a hold of him? We haven't been able to. These cops are from Delaware. um, Okay. And I live and I'm in upstate New York. So So
0: are they allowed to like they can get a warrant out of state then?
1: That was what took so long. This is about their accusations were from things that happened like a year and a half earlier. And they had been these same two detectives had been on this case and they had been trying to get a warrant. My dad fled the state for a reason. Um, That's Mm -hmm. why he was in New York. Uh, not to come back home and be with the family. Okay.
0: Used um, to get out of their, their jurisdiction to make it harder for them.
1: Yeah, and he did, and he succeeded Um for, you know, for as long as he could. Um so let's see, I so call my dad, dad. Yeah. um, does not answer. Called him about a million times, does not answer. I call my mom, again, does not answer. And I'm like freaking the fuck out here. I'm like, fuck everyone. Why am I dealing with this? Yeah. This is bullshit. Uh-huh. I finally get a hold of my mom. And rightfully she is like she literally just goes, I can't handle this right now and hangs up with me. Um and I was like, Cool, I guess I'll deal with this. Uh-huh. Um Weibo is still upstairs sleeping and Weibo is For in love. her Yeah, she's in her late eighties. Uh-huh. And I said to them, There is nothing in that room. It is a little old lady with like knitting supplies. Do not go in there, you will give her a heart attack. Uh huh. I was like, I do like they heard me, I think they believed me. They did not go in there, um, which is great. Because I they they could have killed her. Although I don't know, Eva was a tough fucking brick, so maybe not. But I just it was not something I wanted to deal with.
0: There's an old battle axe, that one.
1: <laughs> and in hindsight, she was probably up. I'm sure she was up listening and was just like, "I'm not getting involved." But she is so matter of fact and so real about so many things. Including this. And, like, after the fact, she was like, of course. She's like, of course he was lying for this. And, of course, he's guilty and he's going to jail. How? She said that, like, the first day when we all were like, who knows what this is? Who knows, like, we we don't have the details here. There's a lot going on. Let's just figure it out. Weebo was like, no, he did something wrong and he's going to jail. And that's for certain. Wow. And we were like, that's not
0: really helpful right now, Weebo. She um, was his mother-in-law for a long time. She probably thought that she must have thought that he was a shady dick bag but didn't did never say so until he was about to or until the shit was actually hitting the fan did they were they close
1: no i mean like they knew each other very well they were like fine uh-huh sometimes i don't know it's always hard to tell with webo who she's close yeah. to and who she's not
0: Um. i love this like tough little sharp old lady (laughs) i imagine her like poking someone with an umbrella or like bumping someone down the stairs just like (laughs) oh excuse me like when mrs (laughs) when mrs doubtfire throws the lime it was a drive by fruiting i don't
1: know why she she's not irish (laughs) It was a drive-by-fruiting. <laughs> yeah. She's a Russian man. Like a generic Eastern European. Uh-huh. What's what's her first name? Yubajania or something like that? Yubajania Doubtfire. It's really hard to say that with an Eastern <laughs> European accent.
0: <laughs> you made it work. Anyway, so your grandma's uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and your dad's about to go to jail. Uh,
1: no, he's not. That's that's part of the trouble. Um. Okay. So cops are here. Finally, I guess my mom called my dad. She just told me this and she said, the cops are in the house. You need to drop whatever the fuck you are doing and go home right now and hung up. And she was at work. She was at work. um, And so was he. He had gotten a job that we were like, oh, great. This is perfect. Like, no, it's not as not going to pay as much, but like, just great to have you home. Um, Yeah. The job he had in Delaware was... He was the manager for a distributions warehouse, which is what he's always done. He did that a long time ago at Amazon. <laughs> Wish he would have fucking stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Uh, um, yeah, he, he was. Now
0: Amazon definitely has better lawyers, so it's probably best that he didn't stay at Amazon.
1: <laughs> That's true. Although I wonder if he would have done what he did if he was making well we'll never know but anyway <laughs> the job he was doing was a distributions manager for a warehouse and the it was a family-owned business and this family is a um a staple in that area like they everyone knew them they like might as well have been the mayor you know
0: what i mean that kind of group M- members of the community yes
1: yeah. um they sold equipment to firefighters emts cops hospitals so there's guns there's helmets there's flashlights there's knives all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. okay and i'll leave you with that for
0: the mo okay Um, so that's just information to have yeah you said that just so you can put in a previously on later didn't you (laughs) Uh uh-huh um (laughs) so
1: he comes home and uh talks to the cops and he's really really chill um he's like really chill he's chill he's like acting pretty fine they're acting pretty chill i'm trying to listen but it's kind of hard to hear all that i caught was like you said in the journal that he they found some pot he's smoking All the time. All the time. And in hindsight, I understand why he was stressed because he's on the run. Literally on the run. Uh And they have just
0: caught him. Um, Beyonce and Jay-Z on the run. uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very similar life story. He Um, is Beyonce. He is Jay-Z. He uh is on the run. They,
1: uh, and I just heard them say, don't worry, like we found some pop, but we're not going to report it. We're not here for that. And that. Ah, ding, 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 ding. My original. (laughs) assumption here is that all of this has to do with that little secret room i don't know if you remember uh when i was in delaware mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. saw a fake wall he had put up while i was living there mm-hmm. and he had Which is something
0: people definitely definitely do that don't have a lot to hide they throw up fake, <laughs> fake walls in their basement right and grow and drugs
1: like hide from your child like even even in like fucking ozark and breaking bad and shit the kids know what's happening you know <laughs> eventually they do anyway i saw that fake wall in delaware and also the cash in the freezer so my assumption was he is selling drugs like it seems Mm -hmm. pretty easy so when they find some drugs and tell him, don't worry it's not about that i was like two things one whoa 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 whoa, 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 white privilege 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 (laughs) um (laughs) pew 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 (laughs) if we were black that would have been added on as another felony. Uh-huh. Oh, um, it would
0: have been just a, another or a reason to cart him off in handcuffs. Yeah.
1: And then I'm like, so what the fuck is it? Um, What is he being, you know,
0: chased for? Accused of. Yeah. yeah.
1: Eventually, my mom comes home um, and my dad is saying this is all bullshit. This, of course, he's saying that he's saying that, again, that son of the previous owner of this. Um, family business, had it out for him this whole time and was just trying to make my dad's life a hell. He said they didn't get Mm -hmm. along. They just were not friends or whatever. We're not friends. Duh. We're not friends.
0: (laughs) They, you know, we're not that close. So he accused me of a felony. He
1: wouldn't let my dad play with like his favorite toy. Um, (laughs) We're not friends. um, And he's, he's feeding us this story that, that they just have it out for him and they're trying to like set him up and it's all bullshit and not to worry because this is all fake. This is all fake news. Oh, yikes. We have no answers. My mom now is a nervous wreck for the next fifteen months or so. Dad, these uh, things
0: don't move quickly, do they?
1: No. My dad um continues to feed us these lies and pretend like everything is normal. Weebo knows what's up. <laughs> Not really, but she knows she knows it's no good. She's like, This uh-huh. she was calling bullshit from the jump. She was like, uh-uh, going to prison. And my mom is freaking out. She's like, God, I hope he doesn't go to prison. Um, which is real funny how that tune changed. <laughs> she's uh-huh. like, go to
0: prison and stay there. Lock <laughs> him up. <laughs> um, she's chanting at the trial. They're like, "Man, this is not a rally. it's like, like, so <laughs> I have to leave the sign outside then? or <laughs> No,
1: she brought the sign in. It was cool. <laughs> so the worst part of this is my dad would not let us tell my brother and sister or any other family members. Yeah. So now I'm holding this for the next year and three months or so. Uh Uh, And my mom is too. It was, I wish it was quicker. (laughs) I wish we knew all the answers, but I wish we didn't have to let it brew for so long. Like that was awful. And, um, it was not lying to my brother and sister, but just like not telling them truths when things were odd and I knew they were odd and they wondered why I was like, well, I know why.
0: Um, Uh so how long did you hold on to this without being able to talk to them about it?
1: My dad did not mention anything to them until the week before he was sentenced. Are you kidding me? Nope. Uh wasn't until he needed our help. Character witness. Yes, character witness, but also um, money. Lots and lots of money. And by the way, a big week for all this. Very prescient. It's now been, uh, he went to prison in 2016, right after Trump got elected, which was like a, a really fun month for me. Um, (laughs) Oh, no, no,
0: let's not go down that rabbit hole just yet, because I can't handle the existential dread of both of those things happening at once. It was surprisingly (laughs) like a pretty
1: good Christmas, and I'll get to that when we get to that. (laughs)
0: Can't wait.
1: Anyway, the point is that I have barely spoken to him since he went to prison. He is on parole now. He actually got out on parole um, on right about when you and I started working on this podcast and. January 2019. Uh-huh. But for some reason, I decided to text him for his birthday just a couple weeks ago. I don't know what the fuck possessed me. I haven't talked to him in forever because when he's reached out, I don't want to sound like heartless here. So every time he's reached out has been to ask for something, to blame someone else or to uh-huh. to get some fucking pity, which he has yeah. literally none from me. Honestly, it
0: sounds like he's acting like a, like a sociopath, like someone who like finally, like his actions caught up with him and he is just, he is still convinced that he's smarter than everyone else. Yeah, It's sociopathic behavior.
1: He is so manipulative. He is a gaslighter. He is the
0: the term. Roll the track.
1: (laughs) Doing anything (laughs) to favor his
0: father. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) Nice. (laughs)
1: um my issue has been that to this day there has not been an ounce of accountability he still blames other people he mm-hmm. is has been deflecting blame since day one and it has never stopped he went to mm-hmm. prison there was overwhelming forensic evidence and corroboration and still he's trying to play this game he is so similar to donald
0: <laughs> i don't he's convicted of crimes could he is he is so past the the way of ever being like oh my god um, and can, responsible of ever of ever holding himself or admitting responsibility. He's so far past that.
1: So anyway, I messaged him for his birthday because I thought maybe he just needs a window. Maybe I maybe I can be kind. I don't think he deserves this or is owed this, but I'm going to offer him an opportunity to do better. You you extended an olive branch. Yes. And I got a response a week later. It is a long, sometimes incoherent message saying via all what text message email Text what? message text message and the only reason i had cool. his new number is because he texted from it my brother sister and i when my grandfather died a couple months ago um he texted it to let us know a solid week after he died we already knew we had already talked to people i had already sent my grandma flowers <laughs> like he uh-huh. i was like cool thanks for the heads up um on that topic, part of his thing was that um, me and my brother and sister are evil, despicable. He is despicable a bunch of times, human beings, because we did not um, console our grandma when our grandfather died. And I'm like, sir, I sent her flowers. And t- I, to tell you the truth, I did not call her, um, and I had a tough time with that, and I thought about it. I couldn't call her because my dad currently lives with her, and I... Did not want to risk him answering the phone um, because yeah. he has verbally assaulted me since the one other time I spoke to him since all this happened, and I wasn't mm-hmm. willing to have that happen, so I sent her flowers with a card. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, So he comes at us with that, how we're terrible humans, and then, this is why I thought of this whole thing to begin with about two hours ago, <laughs> he starts coming at us with the damage that was done to his um, property. He said... All of my mom put all of his clothes and all of his crap in our garage um, nicely because my mom, not because she cared about his stuff, but because she cares about organization. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was, I saw I hey, saw the
0: you, you got to have priorities.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw the piles of his shit. It was just folded clothes in like bags and boxes and stuff. And uh, he says that all of his clothes were molded and that squirrels ate part of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally, I'm like, um, yes, those infamous they're,
0: squirrels, those clothes hungry squirrels,
1: right? Oh yeah, they're 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 fiends. They just smell cotton. <laughs> um, so it's clear where I got my
0: flair for the dramatics. You know what? If your dad fucked your mom over as bad as he did, he, and he even got his clothes back at all, he should be kissing her fucking feet. Uh, yeah, hello. She could she could have pissed on him and left him out uh, in the rain.
1: Yeah, not for nothing. The man owes me personally. $25,000 he owes my brother and sister each about $30,000 so he gave us a number he's like there's at least $1,500 of
0: damage <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh um,
0: my god hysterical let's just think about all the money you're never gonna see again be like okay just you can you can divide that by three and take it take five hundred dollars out each from what you owe me and my siblings you fucking piece of shit just so mom could keep her house do you fucking hear yourself obviously not so i didn't
1: respond to that Uh and 10 minutes later he says lol dot 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 can't handle it question mark and Uh i (laughs) i mind you so I, I messaged him a week ago finally comes back to me and 10 minutes later he says this like
0: uh-huh. i don't even know where to begin it's like he's internet he's trying to internet troll you he's, he's like he's like someone me. who like pops into your dms just to, like go to you and then you don't immediately respond he's a, he's like a 13 year old boy on a QAnon channel
1: yeah yeah um so i told my sister that i got this message and she was like that's your fault i was like you're totally right i should not have messaged him
0: <laughs> oh love that reaction thanks sis no she's like you brought this on yourself <laughs>
1: She's right. I should have known. There's no, what on earth makes me think that saying happy birthday is going to like go over well. My fucking fault. And I have learned my lesson. So anyway, fucking Prussian. I think that's all we've got for now. <laughs> there is much more to come. Obviously. um, It's going to be a long time before the next kind of stuff happens. But um, that is where it all begins. And to tell you the truth, it feels like April 17th, 2015 is like, the beginning of who i am now like for better or worse yeah, that uh, is that yeah, was
0: like a, shaping yeah for, for a formative experience for sure yeah. and, and, and like the beginning of a long series of formative experiences yeah you woke up in the middle of an episode of
1: cops that is <sighs> crazy like the lies are so deep the manipulation is so invasive that i just am like boggled but also grateful that it's like out and done. Thank God it happened because like, where would we be now? How much more manipulation and crap would have been happening? Like,
0: yeah, it gets
1: fully insane and we'll just take it day by day as it comes.
0: Okay. So there's something really crazy. I don't know what it is. Like it feels sometimes, I don't know. I don't really believe in like higher powers or like, like anything beyond real coincidence. Um, I'm just a little bit jaded when it comes to that, but there's something almost cosmic about the fact that the first time anything about your dad, we ever mentioned it when we first started talking about this podcast. Do you remember it was, so we got together. It was the first episode, right? Like, yeah, six, like six months before we ever launched the first episode, uh, like to the public, we, we got together and did the recorded our episode for the very first time, like our very first episode. Um, that way we could like do, we could beta test it and have people listen and, you Mm -hmm. know, make sure we were onto something good here. Um, and that was our very first recording day and your dad got out of jail that day. And oh, yeah. it was so shocking wow. because you had no idea he was even getting out. You didn't even know he was up for parole. And you got a message that said your dad was out of jail. And then we sat down and recorded our first episode. And you were <laughs> like, this is, like, there's that's why we were talking about, like, we talked about varsity-level family drama. I remember, like, that from the very first episode. Oh, it was yeah. something we mentioned. And then we talked nothing about your dad for 61 episodes. And the Day before, or two days before we sit down to record the first episode where he's actually in the journal and this drama starts, He, you hear from him. Yeah. Like, that is weird timing. It's very strange. Yeah. Um. I mean, dare I even try to bring it back to the journal? There's one more line on this day, this very important day, April 17th, 2015. Um. You said, sent Eagle a vid audition. I don't <laughs> know what that means. Who's Eagle?
1: A theater. I
0: oh. fucking... <laughs>
1: recorded a video audition after that
0: (laughs) they were like why are you so angsty this is for a children's theater production i was a Uh, production
1: of bonnie and Clyde at a theater in new jersey and still somehow i uh, record why the how the fuck did that make it in my priority list that's funny i sent them that that video
0: that my friend is some like next level compartmentalization.
1: Okay, I had an acting teacher once who said she was a nurse at the same time as she was an understudy on Broadway. She was understudying for the lead in Cat in a Hot Tin Roof, and one night she finally finds out she's going to go on for the first time, her Broadway debut. She gets um, pricked by a needle that was used on a patient with HIV, um, and this is many moons ago before the rapid tests so she Uh got tested and did not know whether or not she now had HIV and went on that night for uh, her Broadway debut and that was her example to us of just like you do what you gotta do shit is always gonna happen and you leave
0: it at the door and you do your show
1: I don't know that that's true of okay. this fucking audition, but
0: still. We, we have talked about that very specific instance because remember when I told you like I came out, I was outed in oh. high school and mm-hmm. then I had to go on in the Music Man and I was like, this is the most fun I've ever had on stage because I literally like LOL sank into the character. But I literally just like <laughs> escaped my life for two hours. Yeah, I do I remember. Just fully escaped my life. And I, like after closing curtain, it's like that all it like, came back, you know, crashing down on me. Mm-hmm. But for those like blissful two two hours or whatever it was, I just was completely in what I was doing. I had you to were concentrate Mayor and Shin. it was yeah. what I was. Mayor Shin Give <laughs> the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I do. Remember. You're right. I knew I had told you the story
1: before. I wasn't sure whether I had said it on here, but it's it bears repeating.
0: Yeah, it does bear repeating. Uh, last thing you did that day was Skype Tana. Did you tell her what happened? I don't know. Okay.
1: Uh I don't think so. I don't
0: think I would have I, It was probably a little too soon to have that conversation to say, "Hey, I woke up to uh, a cop in my room."
1: And you know what is interesting about that specifically, Hannah has her own family drama as we all do, and she like, you know, she's been through it, but she she had stuff when she was um much younger than me, and she's uh-huh. always, I mean, I've known her forever. And she's always like, she knew my dad. She's one of the very few people who like did know my dad because he was never around. Um, uh-huh. But he drove us to like college auditions together. But anyway, as like a 15 a year old, she, I feel like, recognized um, a lot of like red flags in my situation. Like so with your dad? Yeah. She wow. always, her mom too. Her mom is family. She's, I'm very close with her mom as well. And they always would like, ask without pressing that ask in a way that was not like how's your mom it was like a anything going on that you need help with like Uh uh-huh in a nice non-invasive way but they always knew
0: something was up so interesting there was was enough weirdness around that they were like i don't trust this situation
1: yeah i feel like it becomes pretty obvious to the people who are close to you when your home situation is like so strange for 15 years you know
0: well, and there's such a there's such a trope of like a man like leading a double life somewhere else, you know, like a like straight man leading a double life when he has a family back home and he's not living there. Like it's pretty clear. That's a trope for a reason because yeah. it's pretty common. People like make it so they are able to do that. And w- when it's going so far as like having an apartment where he doesn't go back to, it's like very like trashy Don Draper. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, does it say I Skyped her or just like we, we talked? It just said Skype Tana. Hmm. I wonder I'm sure I I didn't tell her because I bet I was embarrassed and I bet, um, it was harder to tell her who, who knew the whole, it's like telling people you're gay and they already know, you know? Yeah. Like it's a, I didn't, I didn't want her to be right about that. And I didn't know that she was yet. Of course.
0: Yeah, of course. No, that, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. It's a, um, that's a little self preservation. Like you don't want her to be right when you know, she already has a, a, like an opinion or she's not going to be surprised. Yeah. That's not a great feeling. Yeah. (sighs) Huh? Yeah um let's do one more day in the journal just to get out of this awful day shall we sure um on april 18th you made a delicious salad and pancakes today watched hungry for change and drag race gonna hang out with oh i know who this person is mark d tomorrow
1: oh yeah um
0: hey dlc what's up (laughs) and the last thing you said uh we didn't get too far away from the previous day because the last thing you said was hope dad doesn't go to jail
1: well young michael i've got some news for you (laughs) also just kind of funny to hear like made pancakes and a salad hung out with a friend like obviously i just have to go on with my life but i guess i also don't i don't realize yet how life-changing this is
0: i just know Uh it is
1: but i don't know in what way so i'm just like
0: okay i guess we move on what a crazy thing to be like living this again like going through day by day around this time like this journal uh, I, I, that's why this is so special, the, the fact that you you were journaling during this time, because I think about those times in my life that were life-changing, that I did not realize how life-changing they were, or traumatic, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I think about coming out, getting kicked out of my house, all this kind of stuff. Like, I wish I could go back and read a journal about those, those times in my life, because— OK, yeah, I had the hardest conversation I would ever have, Um, you know, or and I had like I, I held my crying mother as I like left the house. I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm just thinking about like these like but traumatic take moments some of the that shit. I, I, <laughs> the, like everyone has their shit. Right. Mm-hmm. But very few people journaled th- in those days. So like the days leading up to the fact that I knew I was going to come out to my parents, I was a I was a anxious mess like what was what was what did my day look like I would love to know the day that it happened what would what what things that I think were important to write down you know and then going past that like the next day was I like going to a movie like was I just (laughs) going out to eat like all those things that like now I look back on it and there's a cloud over that era Mm -hmm. of my life that colors that all of those experiences but I must have just been going on with my life yeah what are you gonna do I was making meals I was seeing friends I Uh was doing that trying to move on immediately because that's the only thing you can do it's either sit and wallow or get on with your life and those it's so strange though it's like sitting that's why i'm saying this is so weird like reading like oh you you were excited about the meal that you made that day Mm -hmm. even though like your your life as you knew it had begun to unravel and you have that perspective now but you just didn't then
1: this is why i constantly tell people To just start anytime someone's like, oh, God, I wish I'd written it down. I'm like, guess what? More stuff is coming that you're going to want to have written down.
0: (laughs) Sure. It just keeps
1: happening. So just start now and and mitigate the (laughs) the loss of info. Um, Uh But as I write certain stuff, there are some things I know I'm like not going to be happy to look back and see. And it feels strange to do. I'm like, do I Mm -hmm. do I want to remember this? Like, do I why am I writing this down? But like, it's important. and I don't know why yet. It, like, I know I'm going to need to like, I, I need to know what happened on this day in the future, even though right now it feels terrible to write it.
0: You know, I got to tell you, I was I've been thinking a lot about that recently. Um, The fact that so much of this year is a blur because of quarantine. There's been
1: mm-hmm.
0: like all the confusion, all the anxiety really just like kind of blurs things together. Like the two months that we were in Palm Springs feels like a week in my head. Like I the thinking about like what happened what we did to fill the days. That is really hard to differentiate because like, April, May, June, for me, just so much of a, like, a wash, really. Yeah. Um. But a lot of, for many people who feel the same way, because that's, like, when I've been having these conversations with people, a lot of people feel the same way, I... Uh, different than them. I I have this journal that I've been keeping thanks to you, you know, and I've I've kept up with it. And I've had to catch up a few times and man, that was tough during quarantine. Like what did I do? huh <laughs> But, you know, you do you you dig into your text messages and shit and figure it out. Anyway, now I have a record of this weird hazy year that will go down we will talk about 2020 until we die. Like yeah. this will be a year that we talk about forever um because it is so crazy. I have been screaming
1: at people to keep it now.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, this one has been a lot less uh, jovial and lighthearted than normal. But I have to say, I'm really glad we finally got to some of this dad stuff. These are stories that, as your friend, I have heard parts of here and there. Um, but it's really hard to keep the. It's not my lived experience, so it's really hard to keep the 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 storyline straight. You know, like when what happened when with everything with your dad. So, mm-hmm. um, this is. It's fascinating. It is. It's horrifying. Um, I'm more, you know, me and everyone else, I'm sure. Glad to know that you come out largely unscathed on the other end of this. But um, there's a there's a lot going on. And I'm, I'm happy that now we can talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. Before we sign off, um, we did hear from a listener this week with a message that I would like to read. If you will uh, humor me, please. So we heard from someone named Cody, who we've heard from uh, once or twice before. Um, he's a listener from Tampa, Florida. <laughs> And he had to say, Hello and happy Saturday. I live in Tampa, Florida, and honestly, I pretty much agree with everything about Florida. (laughs) While Tampa's been great for a personal gay bubble for me as a 30-year-old, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say that Florida is indeed a mess and always the state that can never seem to get it together, even for a moment. Whenever Florida's mentioned, I always shrug and think, yep, they're not wrong. Thank you so much for the amazing content week after week. It gives so many of us a reason to laugh when not much else does these days. You know what? Thank you so much. You know how I love to be right. You know how I love to be agreed with. Also, you know how I feel about Florida. So, that was the perfect. Feel good message from Cody in Tampa. Honestly,
1: thank you so much, Cody, because I have I truly think about this every
0: time. I'm like, how
1: has no one said anything yet? I just needed some (laughs) confirmation. Anyway, thank you, Cody. We appreciate hearing it. And also we heard from another longtime listener, and he just let us know that after some inspiration from this here pod, he decided to start phone banking for uh, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. And I was thrilled to hear it. That
0: is really delightful. That's the kind of impact I want us to be having.
1: (laughs) I am feeling more and more hopeful by the day. Still cautious, still nervous, but like. That kind of should
0: help. So we really appreciate hearing that. And please do the same um, phone bank. If you can give money. Absolutely. All right, Mike, that has got to be it for today. This is a heavy one. I'm going to go do something lighter. Go read that book. The sex book. Yeah. Oh, I honestly, I'm full up on cream pies today, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> 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 All right, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking around for this week's episode. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe. Find us on Instagram. You've heard the spiel. They sure have. And we're always happy to hear from you. So send us an email at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. All right, Mikey. Until next time,
1: always remember. It may not be your basement drug den that gets you arrested.
0: Sometimes it's larceny. Oh, Jesus. Um, This is from a chapter called Keeping Your Kitty Happy. For workout gear, fabrics that wick any moisture are good, but take off your workout gear as soon as your exercise balls are racked. Yikes. Thigh highs, nylons, are better than pantyhose for your crotch, and you don't need to take them off if you're having a quickie. Great.